1: Greetings, and it's meeting time, and to all, welcome. Now, before we begin, you might want to grab a pen because I'm going to give you some information that you just might use later. For your knowledge, yours truly and special guests are here to help anyone caught up in the grips of an addictive or fractured lifestyle. We're here every Sunday, and we share our experience, strength, and hope to those of you that are struggling with this demonic disease called addiction. And our mission and theme of Christian with Secret Addictions is to travel with you on a journey of recovery and healing by following a set of spiritual principles found all throughout God's love letters, the Bible, and they're known as the 12 Steps to Recovery. The most important thing about these 12 spiritual principles, they work. Folks, recovery is an inside job, and millions of us have recovered from this insidious disease by implementing God's instructions into our inner being and attending outside recovery meetings, much like this one, with like-minded people. Now, before we delve into our subject matter, I want to discuss with you what it takes to make a meeting. The dictionary describes a meeting as a coming together, a joining or an assembly. A recovery meeting consists of people united together by sharing and listening for this message of help, hope and healing. A meeting happens when two or more gather together, asking questions, discussing problems, caring and sharing our experience. Now, as you know, this is not a call-in format. So at the end of our meeting, I'll be sharing with you how you can participate and be part of our radio ministry every Sunday by way of our email and Facebook. What I'm saying is that I would love to share your comments or questions anonymously on air. But I need to hear from you. I need your feedback. I want you to be part of this so-called meeting. Now, outside meetings are financially supported by those attending. A basket is passed for contributions to pay for the rental space. Well, there's a financial obligation for this radio ministry as well. And if this on-air meeting has been a blessing to you or a loved one, I need your financial support as well to continue reflecting on the path that God has chosen and revealed in Scripture for the rescue and transformation of broken lives. Now, I can't pass a basket, but a monthly commitment or a one-time love offering can be sent to the post office box you'll hear at the end of our meeting. So please have a pen in hand. Now let's get into our subject matter. In the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul assures us that when we accept Christ as our Savior, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives within us to pray, guide, empower, protect, and bring about our recovery. But he also reminds us that we're born with a sinful nature, And when Satan entices and controls this old nature, our evil desires produce a harvest of sinful deeds. In other words, there's an unseen spiritual warfare raging between the Holy Spirit and Satan. And the battlefield, it's in our mind. And that's where Satan camps out. That's where he tries to quench the Holy Spirit by bombarding us with lies that derail us from God's plan of restoration. You see, he also has 12 steps, but these 12 steps enslave us to his every demand. These steps lead to destruction. They're called the missteps. We've covered eight of these pitfalls with four more to go. Once again, our podcast contains previous meetings We're on various platforms and then search Christian with secret addictions, podcast and you'll be all caught up okay now for misstep number nine we tell ourselves since God has forgiven me I don't have to go back and rehash my past with anyone else that thought is so absurd that it could only have been initiated by Satan again he bombards us with misconceptions stinking thinking and lies and in John 8, Jesus warns us that lying is consistent with Satan's character. He's the father of lies. And his game plan is to detour us off of God's plan of restoration. In fact, this delusional thinking is just the opposite of God's fifth principle, the fifth step of recovery, which is, we admitted to God, to ourselves, and another person the exact nature of our wrongs. This step comes from the ancient church discipline of confession, and James five sixteen teaches, "Confess your sins to each other, so that you may be healed." Folks, there's no doubt that when we accept Christ as our Savior, when we confess our sins, God has forgiven us. But he doesn't want us to stop with him. God works through people. And we have to remember that our addiction is in opposition to God's plan of transformation because it thrives on secrets, dishonesty, pride, shame, dwelling on our past and character defects. And some of our character defects are like old friends. They're very difficult to cast away. We may be missing our old playmates, playthings, and playgrounds. We may be going through depression. We may be full of anger. How about lust issues? And so on, and so on, and so on. And if these defects aren't cast aside, if we don't come out of hiding, if we don't tell on ourselves, we're setting ourselves up for a relapse. We must tear down the walls we're hiding behind and expose are take to the grave secrets. Now, this is very important. When choosing a person for this spiritual application, we want to select a loving, caring person that's dependable, trustworthy, and understanding. Much like a priest or a pastor. And for me personally, I chose my sponsor and a pastor. And they gifted me with their feedback, wisdom, prayer, support, and encouragement. Folks, we shed tears of sadness, and we also shed tears of joy. This was one of the most beautiful cleansing experience I've ever had. And with over 30 years of recovery, I continue to apply this fifth principle when Satan tries to detour my walk with Christ with this misstep, with my past. When you rebuke Satan's false teaching and you open up to someone that you trust, it will help you and keep you honest, humble, accountable, grounded to reality, and then again connected to the power of the Holy Spirit that continues leading us on this journey of healing. If you want Satan to be silent, then speak out against him. Amen. Now for misstep number 10. We tell ourselves, I can forgive most things, but some things, they're beyond forgiveness. Now, recovery literature strongly suggests the most dangerous thing we can possess is justifiable resentments. You see, it doesn't affect our offender, but it keeps you sick and robs you of the life of joy and freedom that God wants for you. We have another saying in recovery, holding on to resentments is like you taking poison and hoping the other person dies. In other words, when we walk around with ill will to those that have harmed us, it's us that remain ill. We're ill. Dying on the inside. And in order to be freed from this bondage of anger and retaliation, in order to be freed from these negative emotions, we must learn how to forgive. If left unresolved, these unbridled immersions will stall our recovery as Satan continues bombarding our fragile mind with the past, with buried pain that can lead us right back to the imprisonment of addiction folks we become prisoners of war in this spiritual warfare in the book of ephesians the apostle paul pens get rid of all bitterness rage anger harsh words and slander and all types of evil behavior instead be kind to each other tender-hearted forgiving one another just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Paul's teaching us that God's standard for righteous living demands forgiveness. God expects us to extend mercy to those that have sinned against us, just as he extended grace and mercy and forgiveness through his Son, Jesus Christ. Now, hear me loud and clear. Forgiveness is in no way excusing the harm done to us. But forgiveness is the key that will free us from bringing the prisoner in our own mind. Now, let's keep this real. Forgiving others It's easier said than done. Some of us have been harmed in unspeakable violence, abuse, and neglect. And to forgive these harsh offenses will be a struggle and may take quite some time. And God knows this type of forgiveness is so difficult. This type of forgiveness is supernatural. It's a gift from God. It's God that will teach us to live without bitterness, anger, and retaliation. Paul teaches us in the book of Romans, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Folks, God wants us to be like Jesus. He wants us to think and act like him. And as difficult as imitating Christ might sound, anything, is possible with God's intervention but we must ask him for the willingness to give grace and mercy for those that have offended us and he's waiting for you to cry out for help for you and me to reflect the loving character of Jesus to mimic Jesus starts with one word forgiveness Amen. Once again, we're running out of time. So join us next week. Be part of next week's meeting as we uncover the last two missteps. Satan's false teaching that we need to debunk so that we may continue following God's plan of restoration. Amen.